and welcome. I'm Z. And I'm Keith. And we're going to tell you about the movie that we just watched. But first, a little bit of a heads up. Some of the movies we watch deal with heavy subject matters. In order to talk about these emotionally delicate things and the heavy subject matters that we sometimes cover, we add humor and crude language to add some levity and to process our own trauma. If that doesn't feel fun or safe for you, we completely understand. Please take care of yourself first and foremost. And we spoil the end of pretty much every movie that we watch. Now you know. (laughs) On with the show. that we're rolling. Yeah. And by C, I mean I've put together, I deduced it from context clues. Well, that's it, folks. That's the show. That's the whole podcast is our final episode. Oh, shit. It's the final episode of the year, though. Oh, well, shit. It's the finale. I'm so unprepared for that to be the case. (laughs) Wow. I know. Only our second, no. Yeah. Our second full year season? Yes. Yeah. Four. Because we did one and two in the first year. Yeah. Brilliantly. And then we did... Yeah. I know. And then we did three and Was, this year's been yeah. four. Oh, man. I know. Wild. Hey, if if nothing else, I can look back and say, here's the thing I did. Right. I know. And, and there is nothing else. <laughs> No history before or after. Okay, so Three Fugitives <laughs> was a film we watched. Yeah. It is so much more insane than I remember. It, it there is It's nonstop. I did not. I thought there was like cool down periods. <laughs> it is, there's, it literally starts, the calmest section of the movie is Him getting out Nick of Nolte getting out of prison. <laughs> Also, fucking, um, James Earl Jones being in this, yeah, completely forgot. Alan Ruck, completely forgot. Well, and they go away after the first half of the movie. Sort of. Well, once, after the first, I think it's like two-thirds of the movie. I think in the final act, it, like, is supposed to be, like, jumps into the future a little bit. Right. I... But there's a long period without them, and then when they bring the vet in, is like, isn't that the last scene with them? They're throughout. They're throughout. It's it. They're not a lot. They're not in it a lot. There's just anyway. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So the the plot of the movie, <laughs> such that it is. Yeah, is that Nick Nolte plays a guy who is getting out of prison. For he went to prison for robbing banks, and James Earl Jones, I guess, is the cop that you know arrested him, and he's just like taunting him, and he's like, so, and he 
drops him off at a bank. He's, he's like he's waiting for him when yeah. he gets out of yeah. Prison. And he basically is like, "You're gonna do it again. I know you're gonna do it again. You can't help but do it again." And so he like like gives him a ride via Alan Ruck driving to a bank and he just drops them off at a bank which is hilarious to me it's just very and they're like you're you're going to do also it also hilarious is that he gets a check for the labor he did while in prison yeah i mean maybe that was a yeah well i will say this it was a movie made in france right so i assume that anything that seems fan, like you're like that seems too uh yeah, then he But I guess that kind of makes sense a little bit because if you were in cuz they do this this is I don't I I'd like to research this and figure it out because sure. they do a lot of stuff where like once you get out of prison it's like they set you like sometimes they, you have like a halfway house that you go to or something like that and it's like mm. how would you do anything like if you didn't have something how would you yeah, well, that's an issue. Yeah, no, Th- I'm a not real saying, issue. I mean, no, I'm not saying that that's not a real issue. I'm saying that that's always something that I've wondered. I'm like, yeah. if they get out of prison, they have nothing, mm-hmm. but they do get paid. I don't mean that in like a shitty way. I'm pretty sure they do get paid. They get paid very little, mm-hmm. but they do get paid for their labor. But I think I always assumed it went to like commissary stuff. Like. Yeah, right. So I, you know, this is one of the reasons why they call it like prison labor because they pay mm-hmm. them like cents on the dollar. So yeah. they do get paid, but I don't, yeah. So it would make sense if they, if whatever they didn't spend while in prison, you know, the, yeah, uh, they get a check afterwards or something. I don't know. Fucked up. It's totally fucked up, but. He just goes to open a bank account with this check that he got. And while, and like, it's literally, he gets out of prison. They give him a ride to the bank. He's trying to open it. He like walks in, sits down and it's like very boom, boom, boom. It's not like really long and drawn out. There's not like emotional fucking like, you know, deep breaths or like you could do that. There's nothing like that. He just sits down. He's like, I want to open an account. And then Martin Short comes in and he's like, I'm robbing the place. And of course it's hilariously comical because it's Martin Short and he can't do anything seriously even if he tried. And... Also the giant raincoat they have him in. Yes. Throughout the entire mm-hmm. fucking movie. Mm-hmm. And it makes him look so much smaller yeah. too because he's so tiny. So... <laughs> the best gag is when the... <laughs> the guy comes out. Yeah, there's some good bits. Like, oh, he, 100%. I mean, that you wouldn't see in another... Yeah. I guess non-French movie. Uh... <laughs> Yeah. Like him throwing the bag and then hitting the yeah the plexiglass or whatever, oh <laughs> and so they have to throw it over, and then the guy throws it back and he's caught in the chandelier, and then Martin Short says, "Come out here and get it for me," and he comes out as even shorter than <laughs> Martin Short, and it's very funny. I love when he pushes him; he's like jumping, and then Martin Short just shoves him and he goes flying. I also like the part where they're replaying it. Yeah. And he's just, he's doing a play. He's like, I could have jumped higher on that, too. He's like, I did really good right here. Watch this. You know? Yeah. He, it's so fucking funny. He loves watching himself. <laughs> it's so good. And he's like, can I get a copy of this? I really would like, oh, I God. love that. He's not, like, embarrassed. Yes. He's I fucking just... love that shit. It's so good. <laughs> he's, but my favorite is he's like, watch this, watch this. Yeah. Oh, oh, but look at this. Look at this. Watch this thing I do right here. Watch it. Oh, shit. I stepped out of camera. Well. No. Thanks a lot, Mr. Filbert. No problem. Is it possible for me to get a copy of this tape? What about there? <laughs> it's so fucking funny. Um, 
But that was good. That character. Did you see? I don't know if you read the trivia. I did. But this is the second, like, <laughs> the director. This is like a French film that was, I think, written and directed by this guy in French. Yes. In France for yes. the French audience, and then he made one for the Americas. And then, but the previous film that, like Martin, this is the second time that 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 Martin Short played like the lead in one of his films. The first one being Pure Luck. All That's, I remember is I did is not understand fucking... that trivia entry. So thank you for making sense of it for me. I didn't um, understand what it was saying. Yeah, it was a little the way that it it was like the second time Martin Short like played a lead for the American version of this director's film. The first time <laughs> being the first one that he collaborated with would being whatever, which was pure luck. Um yeah, it was yeah, so I don't remember anything about pure luck except for the beasting part or whatever yeah. when they're in the plane. Um, but pure luck was after this because oh, it was. Wait, when did this come out? This came out in eighty nine. Yeah, pure luck is ninety one. Oh, it is. Oh, I thought it was. I thought it said eighty one. I must have misread. Um, I see, and it was a remake of yeah, a film by the same guy, different uh, director though for the. American oh, okay, movie. okay, okay. Um, La <laughs> fucking, um, once, so Martin Short, it's so, I, I do enjoy the hostage scene so much because Martin Short takes Nick Nolte as a hostage and they just assume because they know that like a bank robbery is happening at the bank where they dropped off the convicted bank robber they just assume it's him yeah they go and get like hot dogs or whatever and, and then they hear the radio yeah but like you know like there's a whole like overkill on like the amount of like cops and guns that show up which i feel like is definitely a remark so. on american culture from the view of french but anyway um from the view of french as you would say so i'm assuming like your assumption is supposed to be that he grabs Nick Nolte because he's taller than him and bigger than him, so he's going to be a great shield. But they are like, why does why does Nick Nolte have... I mean, obviously his name isn't Nick Nolte in the movie, but for the sake of my brain, we're calling him Nick Nolte. They're like, why does he have a hostage? He doesn't take hostages. And, <laughs> and like, Martin Short keeps trying to be like you know, make demands and they're like, I don't like, they're so confused they're about like, what's, what's going your on. game here. And they're like going back and forth, like, and Nick Nolte's like trying to help him out, but like without help, he's like, he's trying to help him in the sense that he doesn't, he's trying to play the victim, not play the victim, but you know, he's trying to like make it very evident that he's not the one. <laughs> he's like, I don't have, he's like, I don't have a fuck, you know, a gun. Tell him. Tell him what? Then I'm the hostage, you shit. Of course you're the hostage. What do you think? No, don't tell me, asshole. Tell them. Excuse me. I think I'm good at face. Lose the grenade! Come on, stand up, you asshole. Stand up. What the hell's going on here? Who's got the gun, for God's sake? Do good, huh? Who's got the gun? 
And then Martin Short passes out and he drops his gun. <laughs> he's like, he's he's the one with a gun and he just like passes out and he's like, shit. <laughs> also, the amount of hanging off of him. I've never seen this movie not on TV. Uh-huh. So the amount of cussing in this movie was a- just absolutely beautiful. And the fact that he every asshole? time, yes, he just calls him asshole. Like that Nick Nolte calls Martin Short asshole every single, he'll be like, he'll be like, how are you doing? And he'll be like, asshole. And just, he just calls him asshole the whole time. And it was so fucking funny to me. Um, And yeah, it's so, it's kind of gay. Like this movie is kind of gay. And among other things, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's not, it's not a perfect film, but this movie does, does say trans rights at the end, you know, (laughs) (laughs) I love, I love the scene where he, where Martin Short is like dressing up like a woman, of course, you know, I love that, but where like the pronoun, like how no matter what, they're not doing like they, you know, they're yeah, the, like the pronoun jokes aren't bad. No, exactly. I don't. They're like know how to say that. You know, like tell your mommy he looks nice. You know, kind yeah. of shit. Like or like you know, it's just like when she's like, "You look nice, mommy," and he's like, "Don't call me mommy," and he's like, "No, she's supposed to call you mommy," and he's like, "Oh, that's right," and like, shit like, like where in the hell is she, your father, Lucille? I'm coming, I'm coming. And then, like, they, like, they, because, you know, this is, like, towards the end when they're, like, trying to flee the country, which, again, I love how that doesn't take the route you think it's going to take. That's true. And it's so far less stressful than most movies would make it. Yeah. And, but, like, yeah, it's just, like, Martin Short is like a bumbling idiot pretty much because he's Martin Short and that's the character he's always going to play. And then Nick Nolte knows what he's doing but is trying desperately to make sure that he's not the one that gets caught right. or like that gets in trouble for doing right. it because he's like, I'm actually trying to start my life over. So like this is not helping me. So Martin Short keeps dragging him in because he keeps kind of like blackmailing him. He's like, you obviously know what you're doing. Yeah. I don't. So I'm going to tell everyone that you did it unless you help me. And he's just like, you fucking asshole. He's just like, I, f- I hate you. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of, it's kind of smart in that way. Like mm-hmm. they don't th- do the thing where like Nick Nolte is like, all right, I'll help you. Cause I'm such a nice guy. You know, he's mm-hmm. just like, he's not in it. I mean, he does kind of, you know, he falls for the, you know, being a family man towards the end. But, like, you know, I do, I do, I just, I know it's probably because I first watched this <laughs> as a small child. Yeah. But the little kid just, that's, she's so tiny and she's so adorable. Don't and go. So fetishized. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's not how I felt. Keith was like, oh, is this where <laughs> Luke Besson got the idea for the professional, which was hilarious. Thank she's you. so tiny. And she's when she's like whenever she's like running after Nick Nolte. <laughs> like, yeah. She's, her limbs are so tiny that she's just moving as fast as she can. And it's like she's not doing anything. Oh God. <laughs> Credit to the actor though, because <laughs> oh yeah, she, she gets a... shaken so much and oh God, carried. The scene and... where he's shaking her in bed, <laughs> and is... she is just 
She takes it. Dead. Yeah. She's. Pain, yeah. Pan the whole time. And, but the few lines she gets, especially the comic ones, are they really hit because yeah. she's so dry and yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> what is it? It's like the one you already said where you look beautiful, mommy, or whatever. But when <laughs> they get to the hospital or whatever, yeah. and she leans forward, I forget what she says, but it really she says, hits. "I'd l- I want a little brother." Oh yeah. Or something. <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> Because they dress like, because Nick Nolte's at, like, not to not to jump forward, but to jump forward. Yeah, who cares? They're trying to leave the country. And so Nick Nolte's, like, he gets IDs for them or whatever, passwords or something like that. I don't yeah. remember. And he's, like, it's for me, like, you know, the fake name I have, my wife and my son. Kowalski, by the way. Oh, shit. <laughs> I love their bikes. Yes. Did I ever tell you the story? Like, my mom loved to tell this story where my grandpa, who is not blood related to me, but he's, uh, he's the epitome of like, you know, well, not the epitome, but he's like the exception to the savant rule. You know <laughs> how like the savant thing is like a, a trope that a lot of people are like, that's not a thing. Yeah. He does. He is a. He's a musical savant. He can literally play any instrument. He cannot read music. He cannot write music. He does not understand music. But he can look at an instrument and play any song. Uh, like he is a. He's never taken a lesson. He does not know how to read music, but he can listen to a song and completely play it on the piano. Like it's insane. It's insane to hear him. And it sounds like I'm making it up. Right. But you know how like you hear like concert pianists, like Mm -hmm. that's his level of like playing. Like he doesn't just like, you know. We're talking like Keith Raniere level. (laughs) I hate you. (laughs) So (laughs) he doesn't know karate. (laughs) But anyway, my grandpa, like, I don't know. There was like someone. Going to Tina's karate concert. (laughs) There was, I, I don't remember the full story. I just remember that my grandpa was trying to impress this lady that had a bike <laughs> and it was a Kawasaki uh-huh. and he was like Kowalski. He's like, is that a good brand? And he just kept calling it Kowalski, like trying to like flirt with this person that had a Kawasaki motorcycle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wild. And it w- my mom loves telling that story. Um, So if, if I hear Kowalski, I just think. Yeah. Anyway, it's wild because they also make like, yeah, they make uh, like, yeah. <laughs> well, I was mostly thinking like electronics, and he was all into yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, he can't read <laughs> very well. I think they even made pianos. pianos. Yeah, yeah. Um, or I might just be thinking of Yamaha. Yamaha, yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, Kowalski, yeah. So. They cut off the girl, the daughter's yeah. hair. Uh, if it wasn't clear. Yeah. Was, oh, yeah. Marshall. I don't know if. I didn't say anything about it. Just that their phony IDs are that they're a nuclear family. That Yeah. Yeah. Martin Short's character is the wife. Also, I didn't mention this. Yeah. <laughs> and Meg is their son. Yes. So I don't think I. The daughter, the reason why Martin Short's character is robbing a bank is because his yeah. daughter 
has is sort of like special needs. She's like they say she's sick, but she's basically like hasn't spoken since around whatever. She's autistic. It's basically the quiet. Yeah. <laughs> and it's so cute. I do love the part where he tells her to take care of Nick Nolte because he's like a little baby. Mm-hmm. And she comes in and she brings a glass of water and then she just walks out. Like she doesn't she doesn't do anything. She just brings him water and then she like after it, he barks at her too. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, she sets water down, she leaves. She like will peek in and just look at him and like just to make sure that he's okay. And I'm like, I love it because what I like about it is that um she's like Martin Short knows how to tell her something. Right. To make her, like, he knows basically how to communicate with her in a way that she's going to respond. Right. And I just like that he's, like... And also that it's a way to keep her safe. Or yeah. to, like, keep her mm-hmm. from... Yeah. I don't know. You know wandering off Wandering and stuff like that, Because yeah. clearly she has a problem with that. Clearly. Yeah. <laughs> so, but, like, the reason why he robs the bank is because he has a kid who needs to be in a special school... And he's basically he's afraid his kid's gonna get taken away. So he well, it's also because he lost his job yeah. when the wife died, right? Yeah, he, he, like, he had a breakdown. But that's the thing, you know. Stopped speaking. He doesn't have money. His kid needs, you know. And it's one of those things where I think it's really an interesting sort of because they do talk about like he's like I can't go to jail, and that's all he cares about. He's like, if I go to yeah. jail, then she gets taken away, right. and he's like. If I'm she'll, homeless, they'll get the right. She'll get the yeah, away. and like you know, homeless people get their kids taken. This is away another way you like know that. it's not American made because exactly. these things will yes. not be. That's what I'm saying. Like as made as, as explicit as right. they are, and it would be it would be so like there would be like a moral sort yeah, of thing. exactly like you know it would be like well why are you robbing a bank if you if you know you don't want to you know if you don't want your kid to get taken away from uh-huh. you like there would be this sort of like moral debate yeah. instead of understanding that like literally this is why crime exists yeah like because there's no winning like you it's like lose lose and at least this way you have a chance of like getting out or going so you know like this is why people don't turn to crime because they're fundamentally bad people so yeah, those wipe people, that idea out of your Those head. people do crimes that are completely legal. Right. Those people become politicians and CEOs, yeah, CEOs yeah, and right. so, all that shit. So, you know. So, you may, it's almost like the legal system is designed to keep certain things uh, and people in power. That's crazy. If you make it sound like, like the system is set up to hurt people. Almost like a, almost like a, wait, like a systemic issue with Mm -hmm. that. And the implication would be that it's gone back for generations because that's how long these laws have been. That's how long the reptilians have been (laughs) around on our planet. But like, uh, yeah, so like. And I, I said this while we were watching, like fairly early on, you tell me that. You t- you stated, yeah, that it was a remake of a French film by yeah. the same director. Yeah, yes. and I'm very glad you did because otherwise yes. I would have not been able to. I put my finger on why it feels not so quite, weird. Yeah, right. But that's what I think. That's why it works. I think that's why no, I agree. it works because it's one. 
It's not using the tropes of American movies. It's critiquing just enough to fly under the radar. And it's showing, and it's like showing you, it, it honestly is showing you why people turn to crime. And I really, that's something that's very, and it never punishes them for doing that. Yeah. And even, even Nick Nolte's character, who is a felon who has done prison time, your main concern mm-hmm. is him going back to prison. Mm-hmm. And that, like, I mean, of course that will happen, but it it doesn't happen so without any real retribution. Like, he didn't do anything to deserve that. Right. He didn't, you know, he didn't save anyone's life. He didn't, you immediately, you're like, oh, no. Yeah. And that. Because you know it's. Right. I mean, if you know, you know. Yeah. But, <laughs> I mean, in the sense that. Yeah. If you have any knowledge of, right, th- that's a real threat, and he's actually like, I don't want to spend. Him out. They're yeah. both the amount of the, <clears throat> the the tension for both of them. It's an absurd scenario, right? But I will say the tension of both of them being dead set on not. Yeah. Going to prison. Yeah. Yeah. He grounds it? Yeah. Enough. Yeah. You know, like I tend right. to, it doesn't work for me typically because I'm a sociopath or whatever, that like <laughs> if it's a parent and they'll do anything for their kid, I don't really give a shit because I'm not a parent. Right, 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 right. And I don't care about children. <laughs> That's why I'm pro life. Uh, <laughs> But the fact that, like, you know, it's that that's what pits them against each other initially. Yeah. And the different ways that gets yeah. uh, 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 leveraged. Yeah, that they both don't against each other. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I think that that's. I mean, it's goofy as fuck. Oh, absolutely, it's ridiculous. At every turn. The fucking when when Nick Nolte drives a van through the bar and what's best scene in the whole. <laughs> <laughs> of which there, there are several. There are several best scenes. Um, it's so, yeah. I mean, I think, personally, I think that the amount, like, obviously Martin Short is a, is a comedian and does a lot of funny, but it's not his typical, like, he's not doing, like, usually in comedies and things, he's always expected to be super flamboyant, Pratt falls, like all kinds of things, like physical comedy well, it's everywhere. A, it's a and fair he amount of physical that. comedy. He doing does this. that, but he does it through acting. Like it's not like over. It's he's not like walking into a, a room and well, I mean, there's that one scene where he <laughs> keeps tripping over everything, but like he doesn't like open a door and fall. He's not like fucking Julianne Moore in Evolution. You know? <laughs> and yeah, it's just like. Uh, but yeah, like, I mean, obviously there is physical comedy and I think you need physical comedy in some ways to be able to pull off doing physical acting. Like I think physical, you know, I think that anything that requires. See Julianne Moore. (laughs) Well, like this is something where like I talked, I've talked about this, like Keanu Reeves is really good with physical acting and like 
people don't really. Yeah. You don't think about it. Yeah, people don't really do that. But that's one of the reasons why he's so good with all his stunts and shit like that. Yeah. Because he's a physical actor. And he yeah. would probably do good with physical comedy. If he wasn't, he, the Matrix wouldn't have been what it was. Exactly. Right. <laughs> 1,000%. But, like, he's able to, like, he puts his whole body into a scene yeah. that he's acting in. And it gets overlooked so much because mm-hmm. of his, like, his cadence. And it's so fucking annoying that people will be like, you can't act. And I'm like... Have you seen him have a conversation with someone? He's that's his voice. <laughs> that's not that's yeah. not him putting on it's not him adopting an affectation to pull off a scene. That's how he talks and I think anytime something comes off with him not doing it very well, it's probably a director not yeah. understanding not that he's him. Yeah, <laughs> that he's a human being. Right. Um and it's it's one of the reasons why when he when he is giving a good performance is usually doing something where there's a lot of physical activity and it's because he's fully committed to the fucking scene you know so like you know that's something that's one of the reasons why i think like people who can do physical comedy can also do acting you know it's not one of those right. things like only people who can do physical comedy can do acting but a lot of times like you understand what putting your no, any, like, body into a scene is and you don't have to do like physical comedy doesn't mean falling or like hit getting hit in the head a bunch or whatever like <laughs> but that's what people equate it to yeah and so like it 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 gets really annoying and i think especially like American audiences, when you say physical comedy, they just think of someone being like, Whoa! and tripping, you know? <laughs> or like, you Jerry know, Lewis. I ha- they have a whole bunch of, you know, they have like a bunch of plates stacked up and they're like, yeah. Whoa! and they drop everything, you know? And it's like, that's not, if that's the only thing you can think of to do for physical comedy, then you're, you're, you don't know what you're doing. Anyway, whatever, I'm going on a tangent. Yeah, I don't understand it getting looked down upon. I, yeah. I don't, my mom always. I think it's one of those. My things mom always talks shit on slapstick. Slapstick, yeah, 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 for Quote. sure. I'm yeah, doing quotes. Yes, that was her language for. That's what. Yeah, same. I'm like, first of all, anti-Semitic. <laughs> really? Probably. I feel like slapstick. I'm. I think I've heard this. Oh. Is actually shtick. Yeah. So I yeah. and I think it's or origins are in vaudeville. Slapstick comedy, a popular genre for centuries is described as a physical comedy with a silly tone. It is lighthearted and fun, typically using the percussive instrument, the slapstick, to make wacky sounds without seriously injuring cast members. Vaudeville, on the other hand, is a genre of comedy described as the lack of moral intention or higher meaning. It is important to note that vaudeville routines can use slapstick comedy, two terms that are nowhere contradictory. Yeah, I don't. I think I think it's one of those things though that like, in its Americanization, yeah, it gets like dumbed down. Two thing, yeah, there's two <laughs> things you can do. You yeah. can, you know, someone gets but bonked it's a real on the skill. head. Or, I yeah. mean, to make it for sure. Anyway, one thousand percent. And into again, R. E. Julianne Moore in evolution. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I was gonna say, in what you're saying about Keanu, like any acting teacher, coach, whatever of any. Mm-hmm. It's all about what your whole body is doing. Correct. It's not yeah. just your face or... Yeah. I mean, I know if you're playing to a camera, that's different than... Yeah. 
Right. Stage work, but like. Oh, for sure. For sure. You still got to embody the thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's something that I always did when I was acting that I like, you know, not that I have like a great. Sorry. Yeah. I don't know why that was. <laughs> yeah. I apologize. Um, I always felt like, you know, I have to, I have, my whole body has to believe it's in the scene. And yeah. like, you know, that's what I'm trying to do at 12 years old in this fucking mm-hmm. Christian no fucking play. And everyone's like, what? Okay. You know, I remember I was so vindicated though, when I was nervous, like I hated auditioning, Ugh. you know, for this church play. Ugh. I always hated auditioning and I, I, didn't, made you audition. I didn't get the part, you know? that I wanted oh, yeah. and I was so livid and they gave it to this girl that we looked roughly the same age, but she was, I was 12 and she was eight and the fuck? they were, she looked a little bit older than her age. I looked younger than my age. Right. So everyone was very surprised and it was one of the lead roles mm-hmm. and everyone was very surprised that this eight year old wasn't able to carry the production <laughs> and she didn't know how to act. <laughs> Yeah, and weird. so w- anytime she was performing on stage with the lights on and everything, like ev- through dress mm-hmm. rehearsal, she was going, uh, the whole performance was a smile on her face. Uh-huh. And I, in a fit of self-righteous indignation, <laughs> I acted out her scene like backstage while she it was going on on the stage and they were like the girls around me were like you should have gotten the part and I was like I know I, <laughs> I was like so I was like I felt so comfy it was yeah, beautiful dude. I was like mm. <laughs> and I I think I said I know <laughs> so I was but like yeah like it you know it's just one of those I always was like, yeah, you know, you have to, you know, you have to believe that your, you know, your whole body has to be in it. And me to myself as someone who acts out scenes in my while I'm writing them in my fucking, you know, mm-hmm. den of den of lies or whatever you want to call my office. What'd you call it? Den of lies. Oh. I do a lot of lying in there. I see. Not li- not down, not lying down, right. but lying, telling tales. Both, both as an, both as an author and also as a, a, a femdom, nasty bitch or whatever you want to call, it. a dummy mommy, oh God. a da- <laughs> a a baddie daddy. <laughs> anyway, if you go to, uh, tippics, what is it, tippics dot. I believe ztitpix. You'll find the link tree. <coughs> uh, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> you'll find the link tree to explain what, what Pornhub is. <laughs> and how to spell SSBBD. <laughs> how to spell it. <laughs> oh, Lord. How to spell I, we How have to, to spell an acronym. Yeah. I think we talk about pornography <laughs> maybe more than we talk about movies. Not enough, if you pod, ask me. Podchast. <laughs> Podchased. Chastity fetish. <laughs> I, which, remember that time that... Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. We turn up on a list of... Oh, my God. Uh, like some of media about 
uh, virginity uh, uh, or something? Uh, abstinence. Yes, that's right. Because <laughs> of a subtitle I gave one of them. <laughs> oh, fuck. What was it? I hope it's the primal fear one, and that's why it's <laughs> the top. Yeah, I don't remember which one it is, but it's so funny. <laughs> AI, it it serves everyone. <laughs> um, oh God. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> it's goofy and yeah, this movie has lots of turns that you don't see coming. It just uh, yeah, and like it, I it feels like a very familiar kind of movie. Right. Like, and so you think you know where it's going. Yeah, you do you not. <laughs> you never do. <laughs> it doesn't get you when you think it's going to. It gets you when you don't. Like it really like the things that happen, the way the things go wrong yeah. are not really ways that you expect. The redemption arcs don't really happen the way that you think they're going to happen. They're yeah. they don't utilize the kid in in ways that films usually do. That's for sure. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's yeah. They don't really. Also, they don't really do the thing of like. They don't really do apologetic policing. Like the police are. No, I was going to say overall, guys. it's a. Uh, they it's, don't. I think you could say it's. At least, <laughs> yeah. Police and prison critical. Yeah. J- legal system, justice yeah. system. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, it's very. There's so many cops, so and they're cops. all horrible at their job. Yes, they're horrible at their job, but also, uh, they're like, there's a scene where they like hit a cop in the head with a <laughs> rock. <laughs> they knock one out and just like drag him into a bush. And That's then what I mean. Leave. There's so many of them. They're just they're just fodder. <laughs> they Martin Short gets hit by a bus of cops yeah. at one point. Yeah. That's one of my favorites. Are you okay? Yes. Are you nuts? He's trying to commit suicide. Don't you know where the crosswalk is? That's our guy. I love that scene. Just because it's a good getting hit with a car scene. <laughs> I I do love a good car accident, you know, in a in a of involving a person like an elf it's always one of my favorite scenes where remember. it's <laughs> he's looking at the building that he's supposed to be you know the not macy's building and he mm-hmm. starts walking towards it <laughs> but he's not being a de- like you're but it it does the thing of like you think he's just it's going to be a shot of him walking to the thing and a car comes out <laughs> and just slams into him and knocks him over and then he just gets up and keep so funny because or the beginning of a bag of bones Oh my god, I don't oh my god. Or fucking um resurrection, the kid. There was something else. What yeah. did we watch recently that wait, okay, how about when we were watching it last night and they get they as they're driving up to the vet's house, we both said, That looks like Ali Sheedy's house. We didn't even finish. We didn't even finish it. We just started punching each other in the dicks because we both wild. said at the same time, that looks like Ali and we knew Ali Sheedy's place in Short Circuit, we fucking knew. All we said was, that looks like Ali Sheedy, which it doesn't, but, you know, we knew what we meant. <laughs> we knew yeah, what we meant. Yeah, that was wild. Yeah. That's the best thing about this movie. I agree. Apparently, that his last film. The McMillan, McMillan, the guy who played the vet. Oh. Baron Harkonnen. Yeah, he, like, died, like, three weeks before. Yeah, before it was out. released. Yeah. That's always really sad to me. 
Uh, you also got uh, uh, Bruce McGill, who's someone I've yeah only just put together who he is, <laughs> and now he's in every, every single thing I watch because he's one of those actors. Yeah, that... I'm kind of in a hurry. Oh, excuse me, I didn't realize you were in a hurry. Yeah, well, may I ask if you brought ID photos? Yes, I did. Still wet. I just got them on the way over here. These are terrific of you. You really are very cute. He's in. He's in that episode of. I can't remember what his character's name is. I have to look it up. But he's in that episode of Voyager where Seven of Nine, of course, yes. goes through time. Yeah, she. I love. I. I think it's a good. I like it because I think it does a good job of the thing that like they try to do in the finale of the next generation, all good things where they like put you into past episodes, like things that you knew or like, mm. you know, like the, but like everyone looks seven years older. Mm, okay. So they don't right, right, look right. like they looked in 1987, right. you know, even though it's 1994 or whatever. Right. Uh, Matt, but they do the right. <laughs> they do this in Voyager where Seven of Nine gets she gets like basically like they put her throughout time and she's like Is this the one where Harry and uh Chicote nope. come? Nope, it's okay. not that one. Um but she's in like they have the macro virus episode that happens and like she suddenly is there, but like it doesn't look different. Like it looks like, you know, like Janeway's hair is the same as mm -hmm. it was because, you know, she was wearing a hair piece back then. So, you know. Oh, really? Well, I think so. I think they had, cause they had her hair in the fucking weird sort of like. Yeah. That weird bun yeah, thing. They always, yeah. They always like, or like there was like a period of time after the bun where she just had her hair in a ponytail, but it was always exactly the same. Uh -huh. And I'm always like, they can't, that's not real hair. Cause it always, you know. Like a. Uh... Like, it's always, like, you know. Like, Jadzia's bump it. Oh, fucking. <laughs> I'm glad it gets smaller after the first season, but the first, it's the first fucking season of DS9, she's just, she just is going to her high school prom <laughs> in the year 2002 or whatever. Yeah. It's horrible. <laughs> um, But, yeah, like, it just, it's it's basically, like, Speaking I don't want to say air pieces. This movie, yeah, <laughs> I don't want to say it's a comedy of errors because that I think that kind of like diminishes. Yeah, but it also is like pretty Andromeda it, Strain. That's a, well, that's a comedy of errors. <laughs> it's basically just following them making like making bad decisions, but like explaining why they're in yeah. that situation. Yeah. Like it doesn't. Like, the, it, I think it avoids doing, this is the thing that I fucking hate when someone tells a lie or someone does a fuck up and then they just keep doing worse and worse yeah, things right. to try the to cover it. Yeah. Kind of. I hate it. It gives me anxiety. It's like, it's, you're, it's going to be worse for you. Like their main, like they make the main goal of this not to not get caught, but to like save his daughter. So like yeah. them not getting caught becomes sort of the default, but that's not their main focus. Mm -hmm. So, like, they're trying to, and, like, because there's, like, a, another element in there, like, the little girl who they can't always, you know, they can't always account for, you know, like, she gets taken away at some point. Like, that's, like, a, yeah. you know, and and it, the way that he says, like, his, 
His concern is not that he won't have her. His concern is that she won't her thrive in that. Yeah. Her, you know, she is going to yeah, get that, worse in point. that environment. Because that's often what. Exactly. It's like, I'm her father. I know what's best. He, I mean, he sort of says like, I'll take care of her. They will not. Right. And like, she won't survive a place like that. And then she gets put in there and she stops eating and she gets put, you know, she gets sicker. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it's a very, it's showing you like, this is his fear. It's not that, you know. And it's justified and rational. Exactly. It's not that he, you know, it's not like. Oh, I want to have, I want to get, I want my daughter to have everything. No, he just wants her to not have nothing, you know? And it's a very, so, you know, there's a lot of stuff like that, that it really focuses on to make you understand why they're in these situations. And I think, again, like we said, would not happen if it was an American movie. And again, I'm like, oh, this makes sense. I didn't know it until we were watching it last night. I was like, oh, this makes sense. This is why it holds up. This is why it, it is compelling because I think also, I think there's a critical, there's more of a critical outlook from other, from people from other countries or other places when they're coming here and trying to Mm -hmm. write or create art about something here. It's like, Mm -hmm. you are like, even if it's unconscious, mm-hmm. you're not used to the rules. So you're going yeah. to write them in a way that where you're like, okay, <laughs> yeah. whatever, I guess, you know, and it's going to come through. So as like slightly like, uh, like, why are we doing it like this? <laughs> yeah. And I think that that's like, that makes such an, I think that makes more interesting of a dialogue or that can engage more of an interesting dialogue than a lot of times people here trying to make something that's critical. Yeah, right. <clears throat> because a lot of times, like, you can't do that because there, there's just not as much room for that as there right. used to be. And you um, have your own, you're going to have your own I didn't mean spots. used to be. I mean, there's not as much room for that as there is otherwise. Like, you yeah. would be able to... Like, if you were coming from somewhere else, you'd be like, hmm, I guess... <laughs> The this is a fucking uh, what do you call it? Um, two people from two places like culture clash. It's, I guess it's a culture clash, yeah, you right. know. Whereas yeah. if you're from here, they're like, you know, you can't put that in here, right? So anyway, whatever. Would you recommend this movie? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think it's. A, I think it's a. Good, <laughs> I think it's a good. Martin Short movie. I think this is like one of the few good Martin Short movies. It's that... a great Nick Nolte movie. <laughs> one of his best. And it's I think... no down and out Beverly Hills. <laughs> Who I guess he was playing the French version or oh, the see... American version of the French. No, I think it was the other way around. The, the French version happened later and Gerard Depardieu played the analogous character. Oh, I thought that's, I thought it said. I thought no, it was again, the backwards. I thought it was the backwards of that. I thought it was. He played Gerard Depardieu's version of something. I don't know. Maybe not. You're right. Maybe. Let me read it out. Okay. It's, it's obviously worded well. Saint Omar. Pardon? I got a whiff of my tiger ball. 
And I said, sit in Oman. Nick Nolte's character <laughs> was previously played by Gerard Depardieu in the original film. Oh, So in the shit. French version of okay. Three Fugitives, the inaugural role was played mm-hmm. by Depardieu. Depardieu also played, also appeared in Baudou, 2005. Oh. While Nick Nolte, while... Mm-hmm. Nick Nolte appeared in Down and Out in Beverly Hills in 1986 as the American version of Depardieu's character. Yeah. Okay. What? Yeah. Right. Yeah. That I don't. Yeah. Never mind. We're both right. <laughs> it's not. It doesn't. Who it's knows? Nonsensical. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. Baudou. Is a lighthearted social comment, com, a lighthearted social comedy about the house guest from hell, a modern rework of Renoir's classic film about a vagabond saved from drowning. So, <clears throat> I see. Down and Out in Beverly Hills is a remake of an older French film. Boudou is a different remake of that same source material. Wait, I'm sorry. Say the first. The part audience again. gets it. Okay. No. Yeah, you're right. I'll listen then. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm like, can you repeat that? No, I'll just listen. I'll just listen in two weeks. Thank you. Okay. Uh, year in review, month in review. Wait, I want to say if I recommend. Oh, I'm sorry. God. Yes. No, I think I did say that I recommend. I recommend it for. Um, for the points we talked about. No, I definitely recommend it for like a more, like I think it's definitely a more critical and more serious look at like crime and, mm-hmm. you know, what makes a family kind of thing mm-hmm. than anything in the eighties, especially mainstream Mm-hmm. That was trying to do something like that. <laughs> well, of which it was probably not much. Not much. And, you know, it, it it's a very interesting... I mean, yeah, it, it doesn't... It does not pass the Betchel test. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even think Betchel's in this. Um, and... <laughs> when Meg talks, it's only in relation to male characters. It's only in relation to begging a male character not to leave her. So, <laughs> that girl needs therapy. <laughs> Already, yeah, I mean, already, she's juggling two men in her life. Mm-hmm. This poor girl, she's not even Love five. Like, what the fuck? I'm just kidding. I don't know. Uh, Love triangle. Also, I do love that Martin Short's like, let me make sure I take care of her, no matter what. Nick Nolte's like, get the fuck away from me, and she's like, you, you're yeah. the one I want. Right. <laughs> Daddy issues. <laughs> Mommy issues too. She got them both. And cousin issues. Uh, not mom, not dad, not uncle, not Nick Nolte. Denise. <laughs> um, There's only the one. Uh, <laughs> for me, I enjoyed because I lived in the area that it shot around oh, Seattle you, and Tacoma. Yeah, you kept being like that. Oh, that's the blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, at the end, when the, it's, I think it's the scene when they, when she first speaks. Don't that's go. It. Uh, 
it's at the gas works, which is now, it's like an old refinery that all that stuff is still there. All that ugly ass, yeah. uh, pipe work and stuff mm-hmm. still there. And uh-huh. now it's a public park. Like, I think it is fenced off. Like, you can't really, yeah. like, get on it. But, like, also, and it's right on the water. It's right on the, uh, it's, it's a good place to go to watch Fourth of July fireworks. Oh, I bet it is. Yeah. Um, I remember it for that. Uh, and for 19, and this is 89, so, right? Mm-hmm. So, before Grunge blew up. Yep. And before yeah. things were set yeah. in Seattle for no reason, and yeah. probably weren't even shot there. Yeah, yeah. Shot in Vancouver, probably. <laughs> so I like that. Yeah. Um, all the stuff we already mentioned. Mm-hmm. Uh, I the stuff with Meg is real. I know. Hard for me until everybody's in drag. Except yeah, that's the, I that that was where I figured you'd be like, oh, I get why you. I'm pretty sure that I had that the, same the, haircut at some point when I was which around. Which one, the boy that, one or the girl? The boy one, because <laughs> you have. I would. Both I have the now. girl one now. Um, <laughs> believe it or not. Uh, and yeah, so she looks like a fucking. I mean, she already looks like a doll mm-hmm. in her female presentation, and then when they turn her into a boy, yeah, she looks like my buddy and yeah, Exactly me. <laughs> what I was thinking. Thank you. I can't remember the name of it. My buddy. My buddy. Okay. Another year, another movie, podcast, <laughs> and movie you. Wait, I had a little more to say. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, I just, tr- I wanted to say that so bad. <laughs> I wanted you to say it so bad. <laughs> the long, unnecessarily long ass scene where she comes and finds a Nick Nolte collapses so many times in this movie, <laughs> which does. I appreciate. Yes, that's another thing that you won't you won't find that in America. No. A guy passing out exactly. because he's lost so much blood. Yeah. Usually he's like, no, this makes me stronger. Yeah. No, there's... I mean, it, it doesn't feel particularly sensical, but overarching, it makes sense. Like, <laughs> he's been shot in the fucking leg. Yeah. Femoral artery, right. potentially. So, yeah. Uh there's one point where I was like, oh, he just remembered he had an injury when he's running away from some cops. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, he collapses so many times. <laughs> Appreciate that. Uh, but, yeah, when he's just there in the fucking warehouse or whatever, and then she yeah. comes and finds him and lies down with him, and it goes on forever, and the lighting, and oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. Hated yeah. it. <laughs> Made me so uncomfortable. <laughs> and then they're in love. No. <laughs> um... I mentioned Bruce McGill. His thugs are amazing. His, Love it. his uh, henchman, I should say. Thugs. I Sorry. Girl. Sorry. Leave that out. Yeah. Uh, the guy, I think that I, it took me a second. The black guy that yeah. is one of his, as you like to call it. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, that's one of his uh, henchmen. He was great. I love that character. I want more I of that believe, character. I believe, I'll have to look it up for sure. And if I'm wrong, you can Oz. do it. No. If if I if I'm wrong, you can do one of those like little. It turns out that Z is a stupid fucking idiot. I love it. Um, but I think he was in an episode of Wings, oh, and it nice. was the same episode of Wings that the last time that I was like, oh, I know that guy from that one single episode of Wings, <laughs> and I know it because he has like an interesting. Maybe I'm gonna have to look it up because I feel like an an arsist. 
An arsist. Oh, hard arsist. (laughs) (laughs) I got to give it to you. Another day. (laughs) Stupid Um, sound. And it's somewhat uh, hinted at by Z. There's a scene where uh, Bruce McGill is holding Martin Short hostage. Mm Mm-hmm to get money out of Nick Nolte's character. Nick Nolte drives a, a van just, and he, he owns a bar and that's the setting. Martin Short is in the basement. Uh, and this is the guy that's supposed to get him phony papers to get across the border. So Nick Nolte knows him from his previous life. Anyway, so he knows where to go. He drives the van directly into the bar. Yeah. It hit, <laughs> the van pushes the physical, the actual bar into Bruce McGill, who then goes flying through mm-hmm. the wall behind him, obviously yeah. on a, uh, you know, wire or whatever. Mm-hmm. Wilhelm scream. Mm-hmm. Then he lands in, on one of his henchmen who's taking a shit mm-hmm. on the crapper. In the crapper. He, he's on the crapper, but he's not shitting on the crapper, just to be clear. And I was right. He's in the one singular episode of Wings where he is reading a note from Carol to Brian. Carol plays both Joe and Brian's ex on mm-hmm. the show. And is that what she's name? the reason? Crystal Bernard? No. That, no. What? No. Um, <laughs> oh, right. Carol's the. Carol's the ex-wife of Brian and the ex-fiance right, of right, Joe, right, right, right. who that's why they have their spat in the first place, been the first And they have to split yep. custody of the, the child. Yeah. She doesn't know which one's the uh, Yeah. And <laughs> uh, and he's he's reading Brian a note, but he's reading it very, fl- he has that like flat sort of like. What his name is? His name is, I think Ty Richardson. I'm, I'm going to double check. Uh, we also get Brian Cy Richardson. Cy Richardson. Yeah, he was great. What did you say? We uh, we also get a Brian Thompson for a second, uh, as we know him, the alien bounty hunter from yes, X Files. Yes. Also, the one of the people from that episode of Deep Space Nine. Yeah, one of the World Wrestling Orion yeah. Syndicate. He just looks oh, like the a Ryan in, the Orion Syndicate. That's right. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah. Or he just looks like future football league <laughs> is what he looks like he's dressed, dressed as. Uh, he's around. And his outfit, ridiculous. amazing. Yes. Especially because then Nick Nolte presumably is wearing it afterwards. And somehow seems like he's doing drag or something while he's wearing it. Yeah. Like he really right. doesn't. Um, it's like, it's like what Sam Kinison would wear <laughs> if he, if he, without the raincoat. Uh, it's, it looks like something, what's that one guy? Uh, he's. Sinbad. No, he's white and Andrew Dice Clay. It's like an Andrew Dice Clay outfit. Well, Andrew Dice Clay just had a regular, that, you know, the classic motorcycle leather jacket with all the zippers. Ugh. Yeah, he sucks. Horrible. Why did anybody give him his My sister's husband. I knew who Andrew Dice Clay was because. I existed in the 90s yeah. and I'd seen him do things and not funny. And 
my sister's husband tried to show me Andrew Dice Clay's... He's like, have you ever seen this guy? He's so funny. And I was like, yes, I've seen him. He's like, isn't he hilarious? And I was like, no. And he was like trying to play his like Mm -hmm. comedy special. I was like, no. I don't... I mean, I hate it. We... It was known. We hated each other. We would like, I was 13 when we got into our first yelling match with one another. Not kidding. Did not just hated him. And I was like, why? Why are you trying to show me Andrew Dice Clay to like get on my good side? Like, I fucking don't like you. Oh, I still don't like him. That's why I call him my sister's husband and no other name. Another you. Another, another Yale. Another movie podcast in review. Okay, this month, let's see what we have. We had Secret of My Success. Secret of My Success. Don't tell mom the babysitter's dead. Wow. Postcards from the edge. Serial mom? Did you say that already? I don't remember. Yeah, you you didn't. You said Secret of My Success. Serial mom, and then. Three fugitives. I think wild. I like. What a yeah, wild group I, of I like. I like Serial Mom a lot. I liked Postcards from the Edge. I think Ooh. Three Fugitives is probably my favorite. I knew that was going to happen. I was most excited about that. I'm glad we finally did it for the podcast. Um, yeah, I think it's been a fun month. I'm glad we stuck to mainly comedies. Um, not even intentionally, really. Yeah, yeah. And wow, they're all so different. Yeah. They're all pretty batshit in their own ways. Exactly. So, and I think it does kudos. a good job of showing, like, well, of showing. Pff, come on. It does a good <laughs> job of staying to the theme of, like, not necessarily adhering to uh, functionality or, you know. Yeah, but also not. They're all redeemable or, like, yeah. the characters are redeemable. Oh, yeah. Uh, so not just <clears throat> uh, terminally toxic, Correct. you know, dysfunctionality. Yes. Correct. Um. And sometimes the system is dysfunctional, as we learned. <laughs> Fucking um. Oh shit. Yeah, hard to, hard for me to pick a favorite, honestly. What about probably Serial Mom? Serial Mom. Yeah, but, I really like Serial Mom. Yeah. Um. That really gave me a that that one hit me in a way I wasn't expecting. Yeah, like it really. Same. But I can say that for all every one of these. Same. Yeah. Uh, I'll probably put Don't Tell Mom near the bottom but that's only because of the other <laughs> movies you know like it's yeah. totally decent for, for what sure. it is and wild i'm not gonna and put it i think I, secret, like the I think secret of my success is at the bottom for me yeah Ma- only because <laughs> jane brooks in don't tell mom babysitter's dead so that one's near the oh, top yeah, just point. because my boo um okay but year in review oh god what i don't know i know Do what's wanna- the point you yeah I my favorites are all the ones that Martin Donovan were in. Yeah, those are my favorites. Nadia was really good. I really I can't even amateur. I, it amateur, hurts my brain to even try to can, try to think. About I mean, it how Hartley's my favorite month by far. That's just stays my favorite. I I knew that was gonna happen because that one. I Let's think, uh, shout out all our guests this year. Randall, Floda. Floda, that's right. Our, our number one listen to episode. So thanks, yeah. thanks, buddy. Thanks, thanks. You for won't that. hear this, but uh, <laughs> thanks for coming on and w, and getting your peeps to listen to us. Yeah, our W, our, our W. We'll have we'll have them on again at the beginning of next year. Probably our next episode that you hear. Oh, really? I thought it was going to be. Well, we'll see. Okay, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, and then that's it for guests. So. 
Uh, if you're interested in being on, yeah, let us know. Fucking get at us. Yeah. Um. Only if you want to come on to Carl's racist. If, <laughs> only if you're gonna not tell us that we're wrong about. Uh, yeah, you have to agree with everything yes. we say. It's. I I love. I love hearing criticism, just not in a way that's ever going to make me feel bad. So don't, don't do it in that way, and then it's fine. What? <laughs> I'm quoting that forest. Yeah, what is it? Oh, What's I don't remember. Acronym? Oh, R- RSD stands for racist. So don't come at me. <laughs> oh, RSD stands for rejection sensitive dysphoria. Yeah. What What does Bunny call it? Uh, the Popcorn Chronicles. Popcorn Chronicles. Um oh speaking of popcorn. Um yeah, like amateur really hit me in a way that I was not expecting. That movie really, really Amateur. S- amateur. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And that's wild. It 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 really like it made me emotional after I was like, wow, you know, I oh Lawn Dogs too. Lawn Dogs is another one that but that one was a revisited, so I knew I'd like that one a lot. Um but yeah, I think it, it amateur like anything with Martin Donovan, Nadia, amateur. Uh, oh God, fucking what was the the first one? The um, first what? The first, not the uh, not the first one. Um, the one we did with Floda. Simple men. Simple men. God, I was like unserious men. Why am I? I knew men was in it. The unbelievable truth. Yeah, yeah. I was getting anyway. Um, a serious man. Yeah, exactly. Um, that one, Donovan's performance in that. Oh, God, I just yes. fucking lost my shit. That yeah. one, and yeah, and so really, but I think yeah, my tops are going to be. Um, man, the keep is really up there for me too. I know it was. You really liked the keep. I did. Fucking loved it. Um, bonk shit, cuckoo. Yeah, yeah, that shit bonk cray. Um, yeah, I think lawn dogs. Well, hang on. Let's oh, let's God. what? I'm not gonna go through every single fucking movie. All right. I just don't remember. I uh, it hurts my brain to even. <laughs> what am I doing? What did we start with? That's what it. I, I'm trying to go. Oh, Trapped did Event Horizon. That was a good one. Oh yeah. Yeah. What was our ha- Halloween this year? We had Event Horizon. Night of the Creeps was great. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Oh, Critters was that this year? Yeah, that was this year. But that was for. Oh, that was for my birthday. Only good one for my birthday. <laughs> man, what a rough birthday month <laughs> I chose for myself. Oh yeah, we did the we did Easter. Oh, we did Neil Jordan month. Oh, that's right. And we did uh um like uh, Yeah, what was our first? Oh, January. Jan. I wasn't I don't want to say I wasn't a fan of that, but I don't, wasn't a fan of that. <sighs> I don't I'm sorry. You're just wrong. We did Black History Month. Malcolm X. That was a good one, too. <laughs> Turns out, Malcolm X, good movie. Um, Set it off. Yeah. 
Set it off. Yeah, that was really, wow. Jumpin' Jack Flash, again, yep. holds up. One of my favorites. The Sassy Sisters movie to Die Hard, I decided. 1,000%. I decided. Um, Once we watched Working Girl this year. Oh, yeah, we did Easter's Revenge. We did The First Power. That's the one we did with Randall. With Randall. That was a good one. That was, that was good. so good. That was a great one to have a guest for as well because it made it so much more fun. One thousand percent, yeah. My birthday was a good month too, man. We did the crying game, Leon, Silence of the Lambs, The Sixth Sense. Oh, yeah, you did it right. I did it wrong. <laughs> That's because you tried to like. I was exercising some demons, basically. Yeah, it had to be done. They'll say we're in love. <laughs> Fucking um, Doctor Lecter. Oh, yeah, we Dr. did Lecter. Pride. Pride was a good one, too. Dr. Lecter. Dr. Lecter. Dr. Lecter. <laughs> Wait, she does it. Just, oh, my yeah. God. Heavenly Creatures. Yeah, what do we do? Desert, Priscilla, Priscilla. Priscilla, Desert. Hearts. Yep. Oh, yeah, Idaho. And then Heavenly Creatures. Yeah, we did some good. We we do some good shit. I, I made you watch Wait Until Dark. Oh, man. Yeah. That was a good one. I also, mean, I mean, it should be up. I imagine it'll be up by now if I'm doing my job. Uh, but become a patron so you can get... Um, I'm going to do a playlist that's a sampling of favorite uh, from soundtracks. Favorite tracks. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it'll be... It's going to be mostly uh, score, but I'm going to throw in some songs too. Yeah. Mostly prompted by the amount of... Tangerine Dream this year. <laughs> Two whole movies. Plus, some from Unmentionables, specifically, though, uh, Wait Until Dark, because that soundtrack fucking yeah, rules. That slaps. That shit slaps. Surviving Desire. Oh, I liked that one. <laughs> of course Martin you did. Donovan plays a teacher. Oh. Martin Donovan, if you're out there. I know that you're like Jesus 70 Christ. years old and... Semi-retired. <laughs> no, I just, I don't think that's true. And I know that you play a guy married to Nicole Kidman, which we'll have to talk about that. Yeah, where where did that happen? Uh, Lioness, which oh, yeah. I I like almost want to make you watch it because I really just need somebody to talk to about <laughs> it because it's it's a very interesting show, but it like I can't tell if it's being at all critical to, yeah. and so I need somebody to. It's the same thing with. There's another movie. It's it's um. I can't remember what it's called, but it also has Martin Donovan. I've seen it because Martin Donovan's in it. But it's a it's a movie about like um like a terrorist. Yeah. And, um and it's like um a Muslim terrorist who is played by Michael Sheen, who is a white man. No, it's like he's it's he's a he it's his religion. Like he's adopted oh, okay. being Muslim. He's, he's a convert. Okay. Correct. I thought you meant No, 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 no. And so it's this thing of, he, you know, I'm like, I cannot tell. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's about basically like how to like try to get information out of a prisoner kind of shit mm -hmm. and like why there's rules, why they're, you know, and all this stuff and it, and they're trying to find a bomb. And if they don't, then basically people in New like this huge area of New York is going to get blown up because he's like a very, you know, it's like a nuclear bomb or something. I don't or something. I don't remember, but it ends with them killing the guy and they don't know oh. if there are bombs, wow. if there are more bombs and they're like, and it ends with them being like, what do we do? 
and I'm like, is this movie critical? I can't tell if this is being critical. I can't tell if it's safe because <laughs> it's like, you know, it's like a Muslim terrorist, but it's a white guy right. from America right. who's, you know, and they, you know, and I'm like, oh, and it really, I'm like. Yes. By the way, most of the cases like that that we hear about mm-hmm. <clears throat> are shit that the FBI has manufactured. Oh, 1,000%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, or CIA or whoever. Remember how there was a there was a uh, list of gang members, um, and it was basically like this entire database of yeah. known gang members. Yeah. And turns out, it was made up. They yeah. just put people in there. It was not that was Chicago PD, right? I mean, I think it was shared, but <sighs> it was. was that I don't remember. I don't remember honestly. But it was like, yeah, it was insane like there were like so many people on it and it wasn't even just that it was like mistaken it was just that they put people on like there Mm -hmm. it wasn't even like the whole list was manufactured like it's crazy anyway um acab Mm -hmm. and uh you know free palestine with purchase of one i feel fine and i feel good I feel like nobody's shit Whenever I get this way I just don't know what to say Why can't we be ourselves Like we were yesterday I'm not sure what this can be I'm not sure what it should I did admit to myself That if I hurt someone else They'll never see Just what we're meant to be Come on! Every time I Pod chased.